the new Cheesy Angus at Maccas. Now that puts the win in winter. The Maccas Run. The Maccas Run. Live on your home of sport, SEN. Indeed it is on a Monday night. Uh, footy season done, home and away season. We look forward to finals. A uh, little breather and then we get into the big stuff, the real stuff. Brett Phillips with you tonight. Little half hour Maccas Run. First serve from uh, 8 o'clock. We do talk the world of tennis every uh, Monday night, special US Open preview edition with the US Open to get underway. The final major of the year in about five and a half hours. Alex Demonor will be our special guest, the Aussie number one after uh, eight o'clock, uh, big three-hour show. But if you haven't caught up on what has been going on, it's been a busy sort of last 45 minutes to an hour. A lot of uh, news bubbling around in uh, particularly the footy world, as we would expect uh, post a home and away season. Uh, this is when the clubs who haven't made it start making some key decisions. If you want to join us tonight, Harcourt's open line, one 736 736 Your move, your Harcourt's. The all-new Temper Pro, of course, looking after the uh, Temper text. 043-98-1116. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, it is a mattress like no other. You will sleep absolutely uh, beautifully. Adam Simpson is the big story of the last uh, half hour. I mean, the whole narrative, certainly from those who are supposedly in the know, who have intel on these things and are close to the sources of uh, football clubs, had him painted as gone and he survived. Adam Simpson. I think the, uh, the words of Kane Corns are ringing in my head the entire year. The win-loss the last two years has been dreadful. Absolutely, uh, absolutely dreadful. And uh, the sticking point here, as much as uh, the West Coast Eagles are quite financially uh, secure, you've got a coach who is a premiership coach, which, which is always a harder decision to make. No doubt about that. And the fact that he's contracted to the end of 2025 which in an ideal world, even if you're running a, an extremely profitable business, you probably don't want to be parting with the sort of cash that Adam Simpson is commanding as a premiership coach for not actually being in the role of coaching your club. But I always think with these things that it's the people internal who know best. We can speculate, pontificate, make our own judgments. And look, it's been poor. No doubt, whether you're a West Coast fan or whether you've been a neutral uh, this year, just observing their footy the last two years, they have copped some absolute hidings. But the football club always, you would think, knows the best decision to make. They have the feel for the environment. They have the feel for the coach and where he's at mentally, physically, in a pretty demanding job and what he's still capable of as a coach. And where does the blame extend to? Well, when you've won a handful of games in the last two seasons, I mean, that blame is no doubt spread across many, many elements of the football club. So when you perform that poorly, you obviously will review everything. Jared Healy just said it on Sports Day. The West Coast cannot, cannot go through another huge injury toll like they have in the last two years. And that is certainly on uh, the management to get that right and exhaust every avenue and explore every angle to make sure that they get on top of that situation and have players available. I mean, to watch them on the weekend, and, you know, I knew a young uh, Luke Shuey 
when he uh, came out of uh, Marsland College uh, here in Melbourne. His good mate David Zaharakis was uh, recruited to Essendon. Uh, Luke went across uh, to the West Coast Eagles and had a really, really tough start. Injury, uh, a personal death in his family, and there's a lot to deal with. I mean, Perth has become his home. It, and he's been a terrific footballer, no doubt. A Norm Smith medalist in a grand final. But he's had uh, little impact, obviously, the last two years. Just uh, bereft of being able to get his body right. Shannon Hearn, Nick Natanui, who sort of looked a little awkward there on uh, Saturday night. You know, has played next to no footy in the last two years. So they haven't had the availability of those uh, those type of players, which has certainly hurt. They've had to bring in kids a lot earlier who just uh, haven't done the grounding to be ready for AFL footy, and the results have gone accordingly. But that's not the total uh, blame, we know, because you've still got a senior core who can play with some real pride and spirit. But the spirit you know, certainly can go out of the place when you're copying the hefty losses that the West Coast Eagles have. So they keep the coach. If you're listening in from the West uh, tonight, you've got a general thought on that when... The names of Dean Cox and Ashley Hansen and others were being floated. Uh, they've decided to go with a man who has led them to premiership success to start the rebuild. And I thought the question or the, the statement that Sam Edmund just made on uh, Sports Day about the fact that they're probably likely to go further back than forward you know, was a new voice, a new approach, a new look to the coaching team maybe needed for them to uh, go forward. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You can certainly weigh on then weigh in on that situation, but Adam Simpson will remain as the coach of the uh, West Coast Eagles. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to uh, jump on the uh, Harcourt's uh, open line. Plenty going on in terms of the All-Australian team. We'll take a look at that in uh, just a moment. There's uh, certainly some injuries for the finals teams uh, to deal with, and they've got some time to get some bodies right. Gee, I feel for uh, Jake Melksham. I called the Melbourne game on AFL Nation yesterday, and he's looked the most likely, hasn't he, inside 50 this year, as Melbourne have tried to maybe go just a little smaller, and he's injured the ACL. I mean, that's just... That's uh, that's tough, uh, certainly for a guy who uh, has played some brilliant footy in the back uh, end of the season and basically been making his own statement that I missed out on the grand final two years ago. I don't want to be, I don't want to be put out of this team and maybe miss a uh, second grand final. So uh, it, it is a bad luck. It's it's a cruel game, no doubt, uh, sometimes. I think we've got Michael from Reservoir on the line. Mick, uh, welcome to the program. Evening, um, Brett. Well, here we go, mate. We um, clash next weekend. We clash next weekend. Yeah, port, port and arm um, lines. Indeed, yes, we, we, yes. Well, are you saying I'm Brisbane? Yeah, I know you are. No, oh, <laughs> come on. You come took on. me back with the we. No, well, I'm Fitzroy through and through. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. Um, uh, I'm not right in the yeah. Brisbane uh, camp. But I tell you what, if they don't get it done to at least get to the last Saturday in September this year, Mick, then uh, there's going to be yep. a lot of questions asked. The most scrutiny, no doubt, is on Chris Fagan with two home finals. Yeah. You know what, Brett? I reckon the betting's got it sort of right. I reckon it's going to be closer than everyone thinks. I think the midfield's evenly matched. The forward lines, 
probably our backline lacks a bit. I reckon that's where Brisbane might get us. But um, I, I think, you know, I know round one was round one. Like, forget about that. But I, I think we're a chance. Like, I think Hinkley's got to go into the game like that we can um, roll Brisbane at the gather in front of the crowd. It is huge, the finishing positions of Brisbane and Port Adelaide, isn't it? I mean, Port Adelaide top two for a, a big chunk of the year. They win 13 straight. They really set themselves up and now have to go to uh, the fortress that Brisbane have created, you know, not defeated this year and try and uh, try and win a final uh, yeah. against what most people would consider be considerable odds. But we know that Brisbane haven't got it done in finals yeah, uh, in yeah. the Chris uh, Fagan I- reign. So, there's, gee, it's a fascinating matchup. Yeah, I just just for a go, I think the person that's going to be the barometer for us is Jason Horn Francis. He's a beauty. I'll tell you what. You know, there's certain players, uh, Mick, that you just plant yourself on the couch and you say, I just like watching this young man play. Everything he does is top notch. He's a beauty, Mick. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Uh, Brisbane, Port Adelaide first week. Collingwood, Melbourne. I mean, that is that is just uh, a great matchup in the first week. Uh, the first time these two will play in a final since, what, 1989. I think it was out at Waverley Park. We are seeing some highlights the other day, and Brian Wilson was kicking goals. That's how far we go back, and, of course, their great rivalry uh, back in the, uh, the 50s and the 60s. So it's been a uh, long time between drinks. Uh, St Kilda and the Giants... Look, it's hard not to be an unabashed fan of the Giants. Caught a lot of their games in the back half of the season. Great brand of footy, led by the star that is uh, Toby Green. And they have deserved to take their place uh, in the first week of the finals. Sydney fall in, but we don't want to go back and harp on it. But we know the situation. If uh, the uh, decision had been made right at the Adelaide Oval, the Crows would have definitely been in the eight. And uh, the Blues, well, they've been up for a while. So I don't think that's a major concern going down yesterday. Uh, to deny them having that total winning run would have been, what, 10 in a row for uh, Carlton to get into the finals. So they get to reset and just uh, take a look at things. Uh, Greg is in beautiful Strathbogie, which is a magnificent part of Victoria. G'day, Greg. We still haven't had you up here yet, mate, but one day we will. Congratulations on all you're doing. You're the broadest commentator in uh, Australian sport now, which is great. Thank you very much, Greg. You're too kind, way too kind. (laughs) Nah, you're smashing it. My question is, you reckon Collingwood would think, and you know I'm mad, so you can relate to this question. Do you think Collingwood would think that it's okay not to win the flag this year? That it's all about process, growth. You listen there to their coach, who must be a yoga master mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and he's always on top of it, not really looking at the scoreboard, looking at the results of the growth in people. What do you reckon? Well, I think if we look at premiership teams of the last few years, Greg, uh, they're not usually a, a two-year build, are they? They're a, a three, four, five, no. six, seven, eight-year build in, in some cases. So would it be a disaster if Collingwood didn't win the flag? I, I don't think it's a disaster. I think it's too big a word to use. They've got a squad that is going to be in their prime and playing pretty good footy over the next few years. So they're going to keep knocking. If we think of Port Adelaide of 2004, they lost those prelim finals heartbreaking prelim finals, but it built the resilience. It built uh, their team to play hard in finals footy, and then they were ready to strike in 2004. And then they got Brisbane at the 
you know, in their fourth consecutive grand final. So, you know, it was probably just a, a beautiful a bit of timing for uh, Port Adelaide. But, yeah, it's a fascinating final series, isn't it? I mean, there's no doubt there's always pressure on uh, Collingwood, but the first time they've finished uh, top of the table in the home and away season for a long time. There's pressure on Brisbane. They've been knocking for a while, the Lions, but they are beautifully placed to at least get to the last Saturday in September. I think Melbourne, for me, uh, a fascinating watch. If they put it all together, Melbourne, because their back half and their midfield is superb, and if they get their forward half right, they're going to be a lot to contend with. So yeah, there's a lot of storylines to uh, play out, no doubt. Good on you, Greg. Thank you for that. Uh, another Greg, a little closer to home here in Melbourne, in Turak. G'day, Greg. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Very well. That's good to hear. Look, I'm, all I'm hearing is a lot of pie bashing this week about Collingwood hasn't played well for the last six weeks, Collingwood this, Collingwood that. But going to this final against Melbourne, do people realise last time we played Melbourne when they just rolled us by four points, the Goey, Elliot, Howe, Sybottom, McStay and Gidevan didn't play? Like, what, why are people riding off Collingwood so easily when, like, you just throw those players back in and it's a no-brainer when Melbourne were only missing Oliver who, to be honest, is just a person that gets balls and handballs it out. What are your thoughts? Well, I think the narrative changes uh, every week, uh, Greg, as to who we think is absolutely primed and uh, and cherry ripe. And, you know, there are people who talk a lot more on a day-to-day basis analysing uh, the week's uh, footy. And, you know, certainly Collingwood were never going to stay at that sort of level the entire season. I mean, there has to be a dip for uh, every team. But I like what they got back to. And I know Essendon's last two weeks have been horrendous, to be totally honest. But I like what Collingwood got back to uh, last uh, Friday night. They'll get to reset, get a couple of players back. I mean, Dacos obviously not due back to what the second week of the finals is certainly what we're hearing. Uh, but if they can get back to playing their brand of footy on their terms, they're going to be certainly hard to stop. But Melbourne is uh, a matchup that they probably wouldn't like. I mean, we saw Melbourne win that uh, game on uh, the King's birthday, and uh, a team that's you know been around the top echelon of the uh, the top eight for the last three or four years, premiers two years ago. So uh, probably not the matchup the Pies would have liked in the first round. But if they can get their mojo back totally, and the game played on their terms, and they certainly pushed up and pressured and and found a bit of intensity again, that just I mean, you've only got to be five percent off, don't you? and you get beaten in a game of really, really small margins. But we'll wait and see. It's a pretty exciting uh, final series that is uh, coming up. Uh, Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the all-new Temper Pro. Uh, that is looking after the texter for us, Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Just before the break, a couple of different views on Adam Simpson. Evening, I'm a 29-year member of the West Coast Eagles. So glad they kept Simo. We have some great young players coming through, and I'm looking forward to our... Future success with Simo at the helm. Uh, that is Ella from uh, WA. West Coast not sacking Adam Simpson is the biggest joke I've ever heard. Should have been sacked months ago, Dean. Opinions make the world go round. That will take a quick break. More of the day on the Macca's Run to Come. The new Cheesy Angus at Macca's. Now that puts the win in winter. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. Monday night edition of the Macca's Run. First serve not too far away. Big three-hour edition of the first serve tonight. Special guest will be Alex Demonor, the Aussie number one from New York amongst 
Many other things happening in New York and also closer to home here. So uh, it's a jam-packed uh, first serve coming up after uh, 8 o'clock. one uh, 736 736 on the Harcourt's uh, open line. Phil in Coburg has uh, dialed that number. G'day, Phil. Welcome. There you go. Very well. Yourself? PT, yeah, that's good, good. Um, just in regard, you mentioned Melbourne and Collingwood. Um, I put the queue in the rack a long time ago with the Bulldogs under the Hawks, but um, they're saying that Collingwood have got no one and, and, and Brisbane have got a few up there with um, Chris Fagan and, and Jack Gunston and, and Rich and um, Zorko. Um, and, and Melbourne would be, uh, you know, you got the, the old the old tussle. I'm an old Melbourne supporter of Melbourne and Collingwood. Um, oh, well, you know, Collingwood have been the best performed, I would say, in the whole the whole history of the um, the AFL. And um, Peter Dacos, lads, and I don't mm. think you want to go on the restaurant just yet, uh, PT. Oh, it's going to be – I mean, you know, we get a week, which I think is great. I, I'm all for it. We need a spell. It's been a long season, 24 rounds. Uh, but this is mouth-watering, and uh, they are hard and tough. We know Melbourne in the middle of the ground. Jack Viney yesterday, and I think I may mention on the call, uh, Jack lives not far from where I am. I've seen him a few times out. He's got a big German shepherd. Not that he needs a German shepherd to protect him, because uh, if anyone tried to take on Jack Viney, he'd let you know uh, all about it. And, you know, with the uh, Petrarca, if the only issue with Christian Petrarca, the only thing you can fault is forward of centre inside 50. Everything else he does is top-notch. He will not pin the man in a tackle. He keeps his feet beautifully. He hits targets inside 50. Uh, gee, you know, you think of big finals when you've got to kick uh, clutch goals. Anyway, all that is ahead of us. Uh, in fact, Collingwood, the best-represented club in the AFL, uh, All-Australian squad of 44, five magpies in the mix to win a coveted blazer. Brandlow medal favourite Nick Dacos, joined by his brother Josh, uh, Jordan Dugowie, Isaac Quainor, Captain Darcy Moore have all been named. Every one of the 18 clubs is represented. Oscar Allen's 53 goals for West Coast. And uh, Nick Larkey's 71 goals for North Melbourne, deservedly getting recognition for the bottom two clubs. I called uh, North and the Gold Coast on the weekend. And from midway through the second quarter, it was an unbelievable turnaround by the Kangaroos. I mean, their foot skills were superb. Nick Larkey for the first time this year, has licked his lips going, how good's this? This is lace out or being kicked to my advantage. And he did the rest. He never looked like missing for the entire day. So that's the great part for North Melbourne. And as someone who followed a battling club, any time we got to the last round and you won that final game of the year, just to build some momentum, some spirit. You take that into the off-season, you start nil all again, and there's a bit of hope. But if you get thrashed as a really low team in the last round, gee, it's a long, long uh, summer. I mean, Sheasel's likely to win the uh, Rising Star this week. I love uh, Eddie Ford, who's been uh, nominated, the Round 24 AFL Rising Star nominee. He was terrific, the 21-year-old on the weekend. Paul Curtis... Uh, Curtis Taylor, there's something about that trio uh, inside 50 and who can maybe spend some more time in the midfield, who can give North Melbourne uh, some uh, genuine hope uh, going forward. So uh, there's a lot going on. Yes, pardon me. So there's always someone on the text that's sharp. You're right. But my dog's mixed up. St. Bernard, it's huge. That uh, accompanies uh, Jack Viney when he's walking the uh, streets of Melbourne. I knew it was big, but uh, the St. Bernard... He's uh, protecting Jack beautifully. The first serve is coming up. We're inside 
What, nearly five hours to the US Open.